And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Smells Like Radio. I am your host, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself Wiles. I hope the start of the year has been going your way. 2020 is here to stay, I'm being told. Started the year in the sunshine. Right in the middle of the sunshine. I had a chance to spend some time with the family. That's what the move was this year. I've been getting very sentimental lately. You know, I only get to see him about once a year or so. And so this was a good one. Made a couple little extra trips, too. Got to go out to San Diego. Shout out to everybody at the Comedy Palace and the Madhouse. Those were fun shows. The Madhouse, in particular, was a wild show. That, that's one of these shows where I got up at like 1 a.m., you know. And uh, a couple comics before me, there was like a guy in a wheelchair. And uh, good Lord, 1 a.m., the 1 a.m. wheelchair comedy. That's that's a wild scene. I mean, I'm telling you, like before this, before the comedian could even get a joke out, one of the guys sitting like in the front, literally like feet kicked up on the stage, this piece of shit goes, I thought it was stand-up comedy. Ooh. Ooh, what a savage remark. But luckily, the uh, the comedian was adept and tore into him for his entire set. Just really let this guy have it. And, uh, man, that was a lot of fun. Shout out to the Madhouse. Truly living up to their name on that night. Also got the chance to go out to Vegas for a weekend. That was so fun. And then stuck around in the sunshine for the rest of the time in AZ, baby. That's the way to do it. Really, it really, it really uplifts the spirits. You know, hang out in the sun for the winter. Ah, I can't recommend it enough. Reshapes my whole mentality for the year. Such a crucial part. Of, of the jump start for me, or, or at least it has become that way. Also, shout out to these Arizona stages. I, I was given the opportunity to hit the Tempe Improv again. I haven't been up on that stage in years. It felt great. You know, I've, I've been around for the remodel, but I haven't been on stage since the remodel. Love the stage. The new CB Live out there as well. What a fun stage that is. Good stuff all around. Of course, House of Comedy, Stand Up Live, those two. But those are the those are the regulars. You know, this 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 trip around, I finally was able to hit those new renovated stages, and boy, are they fun! Had some good sets, got some good tapes. I think I might send them around. I think we might have a festival year at hand. But now I'm back in Brooklyn, just in time to catch one of my favorite shows, Cry Baby. Your boy got booked on Cry Baby. Very excited about this. Uh, easily one of my favorite shows in Brooklyn. Uh, the vibe there is so perfect for a late night comedy show. It's a late one. You want to come drink a coffee beforehand. I think the thing kicks off at 10. I think they advertise like 9, maybe 9.30. But really from 9 to 10, it's like a party. And then the comedy show starts. And man, what a good one it is. I've been to this show multiple times. The stage is in a hidden art space. And then you go back there and it opens up to this huge, like, oh shit, what? It's, it's a real, it's a wild scene and the lineups are killer. Like I said, the stage is unbelievable. You got to come check this show out. It is February 7th. That's a Friday, Friday night in Bushwick, 
Now, they don't advertise the address, um, but if you follow Crybaby on Instagram, they'll, they'll post it. Or if you hit me up, you can text me. Text me. I got the address. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up, dude. You want to come see the show? Text me. Text your boy. I got the address. All right. <laughs> it's going to be a good year, and I wanted to start it off right with the first episode in 2020. We got a double feature, baby. We're doing sound. We're doing color. I spent my vacation catching up with friends on the West Coast. A lot of them are artists, and two in particular are on this episode. We're joined by Corey Berquist and Brett Barris. Brett is a neon artist, works in one of the only neon workshops in the valley. Um, I've seen him bend all kinds of crazy neon. You know, he gets commissioned for pieces, but his individual pieces are very abstract in nature, and he's really taking his art to the next level working at this shop, and I can't wait to show it off. Hopefully you guys go check out his Instagram. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there. And Corey is electronic artist Bloomface, and he's gearing up to release his first full-length LP, and he was nice enough to lend us one of his tracks. I'm going to throw it in the interlude. We got a track coming called Keep Your Voice, and he tells some really great stories about the early days, you know, when he's going to music open mics, and he's playing techno at dive bars, and everyone's giving him strange looks, and another really great story about, you know, early festivals that he would play on these huge sound stages. I, you know, I don't want to ruin the fun. So glad to have them both on the app. So we're doing, you know, two short interviews on this episode. Sound and color 2020, baby. That's what we're doing. So as you might have guessed, I'm about to get out of the way and set the mood with the interlude prepping you for this double interview here on Smells Like Radio. DJ Savage, welcome back to What's That Smell is Shit. <laughs> Piton, uh, Jeff said they would get the airtime if I gave him five stars. I gave a four half. I give five after the interview. But uh, my music is like Daft Punk, Justice, uh, how you say, Chemical Brothers, you know. And big on David Bowie. Very, very popular. It's very, very good, you know. So cool. So cool. Cigarettes. Fucking Mick Jagger. I want to fuck Mick Jagger. Anyways, check me out. DJ Savage. I want to fuck Mick Jagger.
excited to talk neon dune um not entirely but we're gonna do it yeah hell yeah it's 2020 dude yeah i know i need to get with the trends no you're way ahead of the trends yeah you're, uh, you're a neon artist in 2020 i feel like it's not trending for sure it's, it's, it's coming around again it's yeah trending maybe okay all right in the I'll city dude that. in the city there's all sorts of neon yeah, and stuff. yeah 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 we're like the only one in the valley so it's tough to uh it's tough to get a gauge yeah well let's let's jump in welcome to the podcast thanks for having me yeah of course you want to introduce yourself to the uh the people? absolutely my name is uh brett barris and uh yeah i do neon here in mesa arizona you've been doing it for a while too yeah i've been doing it professionally now for about four maybe five years hell yeah enjoying the shit out of it yeah, can i curse kind of is this like, like yeah i can curse right yeah of course um and you, you were kind of you were a do-it-all kind of guy you've when, when in fact when did you find neon i found neon uh while i was at asu in uh my art program there um and i knew as soon as i took it the first time that i loved it and actually the course uh at asu takes a trip through the shop that i now work for and pretty much run with the help of the owner larry graham um, but yeah, it's pretty much just he and I, Graham's Neon, Powerhouse. Graham's Neon, shout out. The stuff in the shop is unbelievable. Yeah, we've got some really fun stuff. Um, Larry's been doing Neon for like 30 years. Dude, so so detailed, some of this stuff. Yeah, he's he's Dr. Neon for sure. Um, and we've got, we've got Ernesto. He bends most of the glass for sure. I'm like the up-and-comer, um, not bending a lot for the shop because he's so good but i do my artistic stuff and i get that done yeah if if if, uh if you don't mind could you bring me through the process because i I remember a couple years ago at your old spot um you when you had the workshop we went in the back and you were just like showing me like yeah bending the neon right in front of me i was like blowing my mind dude yeah it's super fun so basically we get sticks in and they're either four or five foot sticks of glass and they're they're all predetermined uh, as far as color goes. So it's either a colored glass with a phosphorus powder in there, or it's just colored glass, or it's clear glass with phosphorus powder. Mm. Uh, and those different phosphorus powders determine the color of the glass once the gas is actually put into it. Uh, and the gases are primarily neon and argon. And then some more artistic gases, but those are the ones we use uh, in the industry mostly. Cool. And then you bend it. Yeah. You got a whole machine. It's all bent in front of a fire, multiple fires. We've got um, a hand burner, which is like the smallest guy for the little detail stuff and doing welds. Then we go up to a crossfire where it's multiple torches all pointing into one hot spot. And then uh, from there, it goes up to a ribbon burner, which is like a really long strip of fire for heating those uh, long, gradual bends through like script and stuff. Oh, so cool. And then also you, uh, once finished, you mount it and, and uh, you, it's, it's like a whole engineering project. Yeah, that's like, that's my favorite part pretty much is finding like the creative and fun ways to, uh, to mount and display the neon. Um, artistically, I do a lot of, uh, mounting into old antiques, switching them up, putting the neon in them. So cool. Bring them them to life. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of your pieces, the people will see are very, uh, you know, like abstract in nature. We're looking at one here now and, uh, 
what if I can ask? I mean, this is like what what goes into uh, a project? Do you do you have a design in mind, or is it kind of like let me see what I can do? You know, honestly, sometimes stuff will come to me, and I'll like wake up from a dream, and I'll just jot it down real quick, and I'll come back to it months later, years later, and like try and make something of it. Um, but you know, sometimes an item just really speaks to me. Um, that's the case for like this, like saw that I made, um, the item just stood out and was like, put neon in me. Uh, and I, I removed the blade portion of the saw and put what's called a crackle tube neon in there. So it gets like a lightning effect and it looks like a saw blade almost. Um, yeah. so yeah, sometimes the item just speaks to me. Yeah. The crackle that's, uh, the, the, I think I saw on Instagram the piece that you, you sold and then you like wanted it back. You like bought it. Totally, back. totally, totally. That's I wanted so it back so bad. For years, I chased the guy back. I was like, you got to sell that back to me. I shouldn't have sold it to you. <laughs> it was a cool piece, man. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, the crackle tube is fun for sure. It's just like another thing in, in neon. Not too many people are doing it. It's a little bit more difficult in the processing. Oh, yeah. um, and, and there's a lot more failure rates. Yeah, I can imagine it's extremely detailed. Yeah, so it's but it's fun. It's super fun, and and the outcome is so satisfying. You just sit there and watch it for hours. Ah, man. Well, I wanted to thank you. I know we don't. We're, we're about to go. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of cornered you before we went out to go shooting today. Yeah, we're gonna go shoot, shoot some guns. You're gonna go shoot some guns, dude. Arizona. God bless. God bless. But uh, I wanted to thank you for sitting down with me, even even briefly. I of really course. appreciate this. Of this course. Is, I wanted to make sure we kicked off the year in the right way. You well, know? we've been friends for so long that, you know, it's due time. It is due time. You and, know, and, I'm happy and, to be on. And you've been killing this Neons for so long now. Thank you so much. Which I tried to get it last year, but I was like, ah, you know, timing and everything. No, no, timing. Timing lines up. And we'll we'll swing back around when you're on camera and we'll, we'll get some cool footage out there. Yo, dude. Yeah, workshop. That would be sick. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Okay, closing closing question. This is a tough one. Oh, God. What is your favorite color? Oh, like what's my favorite neon color? Sure. Oh, geez. Uh, Veep green. Veep green. Yeah, it's it's like the obnoxious neon green that you would think it is. Oh, dude, here it smells like radio. We love neon green. Yeah, yeah. Neon green is 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 my jam for sure. I had a feeling. Yeah, greens greens all the way. All right. Well, the shop's sick. It's uh, you guys are doing it all. Yeah, definitely. We're uh, we're a small shop, but we, we try and cover neon for the whole valley, and uh, we do it. We have fun. I came home, and uh, I have teenage brothers, right? And mm-hmm. I told them to just have their friends leave trolling reviews. Yeah, I, I saw some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are out there, though. I have, like, a bunch of Russian friends. I'm like, just leave Russian reviews so it looks like there's <laughs> Russian bots on. <laughs> I but, saw a few that were like, I don't know if they're Russian, but they're in a different language for sure. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, I um, definitely did uh, actually a sort of a fun music-y thing. Maybe I can bring it up later. But, like, but yeah, there was this website that I used to use. People would go on there to, like, network for their businesses, but it was, like, sort of a game, too. So the idea was that you make a business on this thing, and mm-hmm. it's like a stock market for your company, and here's my stock. And like you talk to people who are also playing this game and then they'll be like, Oh, I'm going to buy your stock. If you buy my stock and then both of our stocks will go up. It's like this really weird game. Okay. But people are leveraging that to like you, uh, 
drive people to their social media. So I was like sort of active on this thing for a while. I don't know why I was, Whoa. but like, so I had a little bit of a weird following on this thing. And then you could use like in-game points to be like, I'll give you this many in-game points if you go to my song and like write a comment on it. Oh dude. Right. So, so it was like basically like paid advertising, but all fake like currency. Whoa. And for a solid like six months or so, I was getting like more traffic than I had ever gotten because of this weird like stock market game that I was playing. <laughs> nice, dude. It was, uh, it was my first rise to fame, really. The hustle. <laughs> that was my hustle, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. One of the weird things that I've tried to push traffic. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the name of it now, <laughs> yeah. right? Before it was like, get skills, but now it's like, yeah. no, no, no. It's like, I don't care about skills. Yeah, <laughs> get comments. <laughs> get get comments. reviews. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, welcome to the show, man. Do you want to introduce yourself to the people? Yeah. Uh, my name is Corey Berquist. I play music under the name Bloom Phase. Uh, it's like some electronic music that yeah, it is. Crosses, <laughs> crosses the span from uh, sort of like indie dance all the way into like weird like acid techno like rave stuff. Oh my God. It's great. Yeah. So yeah. 2020. <laughs> 2020. It's, this it, is the year for it. It's raining down fire beats for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And you have, you have it connected live. We're in your studio right now. Thanks for having me in here, man. This is a, uh, this is really cool. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, coming down. You're one of the few people who have seen this yeah. spatial place. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, other wow. than like family pretty much. <laughs> oh, whoa, dude, your dojo. Yeah. We just, we just got here. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm loving the space. Yeah. Getting getting married and getting a house all at the same time because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, no, come on. That's what you do, right? I mean, yeah, you know, making the moves. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you should see the place I'm living in Brooklyn. It's about the size of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like your entire apartment? Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. That's legit. Pretty much. <laughs> What's your, can you, will you disclose what your rent is? I'm curious. Well, that's the best part. So because there's so many of us, yeah. my rent is, not so cheap. it's yeah. it's it's actually less than what i was spending in arizona oh, well, shit. but it's also the smallest place i've ever even seen in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> so, well, that's what you do when you're chasing dreams yeah so that's kind of the thing yeah but uh but i'm glad to be here yeah and i haven't seen you in like we we like had our as adolescence together yeah for i knew sure. you like as a teenager yeah, I mean, high school uh, at least, Yeah, if, if not before then. I remember distinctly going to like house parties yeah. in the early days. And we were like one of the only two that weren't looking to get like fucked up. Yup. We, like, <laughs> yeah. we were like the nerd straight edge kids in the corner. Yeah. Not even like straight edge, just like not about that life. Yeah, I never, I never cared. I wasn't like, oh, you guys are drinking. That's so dumb. Like, why are you doing that? I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I remember we would like hang out and like yeah. be like, look, 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 look at yeah. them. <laughs> look, look what's happening. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like watching the, the, the scene unfoil. Yeah. That was always my, that was the weird thing going from like high school where I like I knew you or like knew our like friend group or whatever. And that mm -hmm. was fine. And I could just jump in and out of these weird, whatever situations. And then going to college where like I was meeting some new people and like we like some people, you know, did their own college thing or whatever. And then I would go to this party with a new person. It was like total college. Like if it's not at a frat house, it's very much similar to that. Yeah. And it's like I try to do my same thing, like chill, chill on the wall or whatever. And people are like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really hard not to drink at a party as like an adult. Yeah. People are like, are you OK? <laughs> You're like, uh, are you like an alcoholic or something? Yeah. When, when did, uh, so when did music come into play? How, uh, did, how did you get started into it? Honestly, like 
I have been playing, like I picked up the bass guitar more or less because my brother started playing the guitar guitar. Mm. And uh, I was probably like 10 or like 12, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. So I've been, and I never really stopped. So I've been playing music for like whatever, 20 years or something. And not, not to say that that makes me good. Like I'm not good because of that, but just like it's been there for almost my whole life. Yeah, I remember some of the early incarnations of uh, yeah. bands and stuff like They're that. They're real special. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you uh, knew, like, you probably knew, like, everybody. Should I feel like I started a band that never had, never practiced, never made any songs, but I started a band with, like, almost everybody. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we have this band now. The coolest thing we're going to do is think of a band name, and then we're That's done. That's what you do. You, yeah. you think of the name, you get the logo. And then you're like, ah, yeah. I'm out of here. This is too much responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after, and that's why that's honestly, it's one of the reasons why, why I play alone now. Cause it's just like, I hate it. Yeah. I can't like, I made a stupid name. Like I used to go under the name tribal leader, tribal leader. Because, dude, I remember that. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't want to spend time thinking of a name. I hate it. Right. This is it. I'm done. So for like five years, that was me. <laughs> I remember the, the band spoon I discovered <laughs> because after like months of trying to think of a band name, I got to that point where I was like, I don't even care. Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> and then sure enough, somebody's like, no, that's a band. And I was like, what the f-? But Somebody pretty, got there first. They're pretty good though. So. I guess they've, you know. Yeah. I, I wonder what their story is because it might be the same thing. If they're, yeah. Where they're just like, I don't even care. I just want to make music. For a while, I was mad. Like, you know, all these like rappers and like the new wave bands have yep. like lead speak in their name. Yeah. It's like threes <laughs> and X's and shit. But yeah. it. But after a while, you're like, oh, there's probably no names left. Right. There's yeah. probably nothing. Yeah. You know? I mean, honestly, the weirdness with uh, with Tribal Leader was like, I never really got huge, but I had like a couple of videos here and there that like had some decent traffic. And even still, when you like YouTube search Tribal Leader or Google it or whatever, it's always like a Native American like tribal council Dude, right. every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I could yeah. never beat, I could never beat him. You know, <laughs> so, uh, so in the early days, yes. Do you, do you remember any of these, uh, these early show, um, days where yeah. you're, you're showing up solo dolo to a, a grungy bar, I imagine. Oh man. Uh, to even before that, I guess, yeah. Like the start of it, which is actually like on point is, uh, uh, yeah, did you ever, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I had been playing either bass guitar or piano for several, several years. Okay. You didn't really do many shows, uh, like made music for this guy, like during an art class once and like everybody seemed to like it. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll actually like try to make songs. Oh, cool. Uh, so my first, I'm pretty sure my first open mic that I ever did, I was like, whatever, freshman, sophomore in college. I had like a shitty, uh, like keyboard that was 15 years old Mm. and I took it on the train it was like a big, like full size keyboard. And I was like, murr, murr, murr. my keyboard and a keyboard stand. I had to like juggle onto oh, the fucking man. train and then ride it down a couple stops and then like cross the street and not like get hit and die by cars and stuff like drunk college kids driving around and stuff like that. The whole track. Into, <laughs> in all the way into this thing and just like sign up for the open mic and like do my songs like by myself. Jeez. And like I didn't want anybody to be there just in case I fucking sucked so bad. Right. And so that's why I did it and like, I probably could have made some like one person come with me. Right. But just like <laughs> the looks I got walking up to the train and like talking to people on the train. Dude, yeah. Was it was awkward and I felt like a, a dumb dumb. But 
I sympathize <laughs> with the musicians because yeah. I sometimes in the subways I see you know, stand up bass players and they got to carry their bass up yeah. four flights of stairs to get to the platform. And it's just like, whew, it's insane. I hope you're good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Let me just, let me take you on this ride real quick. T- yeah. Take, take me away. So I do that. I do. I play it, uh, open mics at that bar, like a handful of times. Mm. Um, that in itself, like Arizona, not to like, I, I fucking love Arizona forever. Uh, but it doesn't. And especially back then didn't have an electronic music scene. If you weren't, either playing like raves out in the desert or like in a warehouse or whatever, or you weren't like big enough to play actual clubs. Mm. There was nothing like there's no like original electronic music. Yeah. I remember the desert rave scene being pretty big out here. And like, I tried to, I knew some people that were like in that scene, like I had gone to a bunch and like, I liked everything about it. Mm. But even for that, like nobody knew who the hell I was in terms of music. So they're like, yeah, go fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I couldn't do that. The, there's so much like rock, which is sort of like you go to the bars and you play, even if you're a nobody band, you can get these bar shows, but like, it's just weird with electronic music. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm drinking beers. And then like, you just don't picture like, like, yeah, it's just a weird mix. Yeah. With like a guy with like glasses and a sweater up there. Yeah. Just like, Oh yeah, you guys like this fucking beat. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, it's like some CD dive bar. Right. Uh, and I did it. I for sure did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was weird every time. But like, so after those, uh, <laughs> those open mics, I was like, this isn't like, this is a waste of my time and everybody else's time. Like I met one or two people like, Oh yeah, it's interesting what you're doing, but like nobody cares. So, uh, then my next step on that journey was fuck. What was this bar called? This other dive bar who had done a couple of electronic music shows. Mm. Uh, but it was this real like divey bar that was sandwiched between a gas station and an adult arcade. Uh, and I was like, cool. you know, no judgments. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Like if you want to go to the store and like watch some porn or whatever in a booth, right? that's fine. Yeah. But it was just like to be like, yeah, this is my venue tonight in between this like porn store and a gas station. Let's fucking throw down. <laughs> like I'm so glamorous. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean the like, underground, like it's just about as underground as you can get. Truly, truly. <laughs> Uh, so we played that and like their speakers were surprisingly baller as shit for some reason. So it sounded really good. Okay, cool. But it was still just like me and the other people that were playing already. So there was like nobody, you know, it was like a, a Thursday before like the real band plays. They like let us play some beats or whatever and nobody cares. So that was like the weird spot. And then, um, I was like, man, nothing is fucking working. I'm not like meeting anybody. So, uh, there's another bar also sort of divey, but they more eclectic music, whatever, mm. um, called the sale in. And they actually, I emailed them and they were, they gave me Tuesday nights from 7 PM to 11 PM to play electronic music Whoa! for, so every, yeah, every Tuesday for two months as like a trial run or whatever. Hey, not too bad. And I was like, yeah. So I like named my night like bit flip cause it sounded like electronic E or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like, I started looking on Craigslist and like trying to find, cause I was like, I don't know who the fuck is going to play this other than me. And like, I only Whoa. have an hour set or whatever. Right. Right. Whoa. Uh, so that was like a turning point, not because I really gained any like fans from that, but I met so many people. I was gonna say, you just became a producer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like so many people that were sort of trying to do what I was trying to do, but they also didn't have an outlet for it. Oh, beautiful. So I met like two or three bands that I still like, I'm, I'm good friends with now. And like oh, we play cool. shows, like we still play shows. This was like fucking five or six years ago. Wow. Um, but Tuesday nights was a rough sell. So we like, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to hype it up. I think we, you know, we would bring in like three to five people a night plus like us. Nice. So by the end of that two months, uh, the sale in was like, 
Nice try. See you later. <laughs> that, that was great. That's pretty cool. They give you two months though. But yeah, I mean, they probably didn't have shit going on yeah, Tuesday nights, yeah, but, but yeah, I was like, damn, you guys gave me a chance. That was, that was super cool. Um, and so like I played a couple house shows after that and like met some people through house shows, which was like actually honestly the best venue I had ever played because mm. it was just people who were like chilling and like already knew it was going to be that kind of music. So I was like at a house show is where I got my first good response to music. Oh, cool. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is sweet. And like people were actually dancing. And I was like, oh, my God, nobody's ever danced to like my, my shit before. Whoa, nice. So I was super psyched. Uh, and then what my big break was after meeting some people through this like house show sort of system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a, a friend of a friend knew somebody who was a promoter and they had like some weird cash flow for some reason. So they were trying to put on a local music festival at this uh, like big park, like in the mountains or whatever, like by the mountains. Oh, cool. So it was like a two or three day thing. People could camp and they had some like oh, man. events. It was like a hippie ish thing. Yeah. Hey, sure. I was like, that's fine. It was like, yeah. or like to, to, have you ever heard of uh, flavor tripping? No. So there's to like give you an idea how this was like a hippie festival. There's like uh, these things called M berries. Okay. And it's not like drugs or or anything. It's like a sort of like a candy thing that you can put in your mouth and let it dissolve over like a minute. Mm. And then uh, so they would have everybody like sit in a circle or whatever. And then they give you a bag of lemons. And then they're like, okay, everybody like bite into the lemon or like suck on the lemon or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's fucking gross. Blah, blah, blah. And then you put the candy and let it dissolve on your tongue. And they're like, okay, now bite the lemon again. And then it tastes like the most delicious lemonade, like sweetened, beautiful lemonade you've ever had in your life. Whoa. And it just like makes everything you eat taste delicious. <laughs> so okay. it was like, they're like, oh yeah, this is our flavor tripping session. And they had like sound healing where people just like lay on the ground and they play like healing tones. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking drop the bass on <laughs> this, like, festival right this festival right <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, they're like, yeah, we have a huge main stage with like a bigger speaker system that I had ever played on. It was like, whatever, like 27,000 watts or something oh, insane. Nice, and I was dude. like, hell yeah. Cause my shit's super aggressive yeah. and like, it's going to fucking drop bombs on this shit. <laughs> so I was ridiculously excited. I was like, uh, I, uh, I ordered buttons like two months in advance so I could uh, like I wanted to show up early mm. and then pass out buttons to people so they would like come to my set because nobody's going to know who the hell I am. Uh, and then I made like three brand new songs that could like sort of fit the hippie like dance vibe. Oh, nice, dude. Uh, and I was like, yeah, just I had a couple that are like was already in the works. But one I was like, top to bottom, this is going to work at this specific festival. I'm making How this cool. for this. Uh, so I brought that and yeah, showed up like two or three hours early. I was walking through the campgrounds like, Hey guy, uh, my name was like tribal leader at the time. Um, but I was like, Hey, yeah, uh, check out my set. I'm playing at like two 30 or whatever on the main stage. If you guys like electronic music, you should come by. I passed out like 50 or 60 of these buttons and it was like, yeah, man, I'll totally come by. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. So I'm like setting my shit up and I'm like, man, once I drop this music, so many people are going to come in and like, it's going to be so fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, and they like made the announcement, um, like, Oh, in 10 minutes, live music is going to start five minutes. Live music is going to start like sort of counting down. Like everybody come on over. We're going to do some live music. Um, and I started playing these like two or three songs that I made specifically for that festival. And I was like, people are going to come fucking run in. They're going to love this like huge bass or whatever. Uh, and like not a single person, it was like oh, this no. giant, huge, not, it wasn't huge, but like this space that could have fit like two or 3000 people <laughs> with like tiered, uh, like seating or whatever. Yeah. And like this crazy loud sound system. Oh no! <laughs> and it was like myself, uh, the two guys that were in the band after me mm. and then, uh, my girlfriend and one of my girlfriend's friends, 
uh, and then the two sound guys in the booth. So there were six people that were just getting fucking blasted with like <laughs> huge bass and like this ridiculous, oh, like shit. I was trying to make like the hardest, craziest like techno I could at the time. And I was just like fucking throwing ridiculous amounts of bass and like weird noises into <laughs> like dirt. Yeah. Into, into the void. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And I was like, I was trying to be into it and I was just like, I watched, I have like a small video of it, but it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like I was so, that was going to be it. That was your That moment. was going to be my thing. And like, it was the cool. Big, the big break. That was my big break. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, nothing does, nothing means anything anymore. <laughs> like, it could be, you know, I could hype it up as much as I can and it could be so legit, but like if nobody comes like, you know. Yeah. But you, you said something there with, uh, nobody had ever danced to the music before. Yeah. So like what I find so much value in is, you know, you do enough of these terrible shows yep. that it kind of, it, do, I mean, it does make you better, but it also, when you step into just like an average good situation, yeah. For I mean, as a performer, sure, I am ecstatic now. Oh yeah, because lo and behold, these people, while there may not be very many of them, yeah. they're into it, mm-hmm. and I, I think that changes your energy. That changes oh, the vibe sure. that comes out, and uh, yeah, that really, that really, that really hit me. <laughs> yeah. when you said that. I was like, oh no, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. You play enough uh, tiny dive bars where people yeah. are looking at you weird. Yeah, and all of a sudden you get into a room, you're like, oh, these people are actually into it. Yeah, it makes it makes the world of difference. Can Very cool. Getting into a spot where like people are like looking at you instead of just like staring at the counter or like their <laughs> drinks or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Let's dude. do this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, shit, I would play like house shows like that till I die. If like, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll so see. fun. Do you have uh do we have any, any plans, any plugs for the, the, the music is there an ep on the yeah, way actually yeah there's uh yes. so i know i've said the name tribal leader like 50 times so far because it was my name for a long time yeah. but uh like a year or two ago i switched over to the name bloom phase uh and i haven't really put out any i've done like a couple random remixes like uh <laughs> i did this really fucking weird thing with uh the the tones from was it Close Encounters of a Third Kind? Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. And I just fucking wrecked that into like this weird techno song. Oh, cool. Uh, so I did that like technically as Bloom Phase, but I haven't put out any real music. Um, but for the past like two years, uh, I've been putting together like a full album. It'll be 10 songs. So like a full oh, album. Yeah. Um, it's getting mixed right now by this guy in London. Hey. Which is nice. As like, I've never, he's not like, it's not like a producer type thing. He's just like making my shit sound so much better than it has ever sounded just oh, like cool. it's so crisp like any muddiness because like i'm not that great at mixing stuff but like any muddiness in like what i did is just like make it sound so fucking good oh beautiful um so yeah like 10 songs uh some of the shit i've had sitting in the background i made like five or six years ago mm. and i'm just like this is a really cool unique thing i never did anything with it yeah. now and like turn it into a whole thing yeah some of it's like you know obviously i've I feel like i've gotten a little bit better at songwriting over the past like 20 years yeah yeah so a lot of it's new obviously but yeah you shared a couple tracks with me uh, yeah earlier it's really i'm, yeah. I'm really into it man thank you this I is exciting it. stuff yeah how so, um how, how can people follow you for the release uh honestly the easiest way right now is to just uh look up bloom phase on the old facebook facebook uh, to be you know yeah that. soundcloud uh, well? SoundCloud is on there as well. I have a couple okay. things. Yeah, Bloom Phase on SoundCloud. Uh, I have an Instagram. I post on there every now and then. Nice. Uh, 
yeah, all the, the major socials, yeah. so to say. Uh, luckily, I think Bloom Phase usually does it because nobody really has that name. So like, that's one of the reasons I chose it too. Is, do you have, I, I hate to pry too much, but no, is, there a, is there a target release yeah. for this? I mean, I know like obviously when it's done and ready. Yeah. <laughs> when it's done, it's done. Yeah. You'll yeah. get it when you, you're lucky enough to get my music. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not that much of a, an asshole. Um, is 2020 the year though? 2020 is the year for sure. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, I've been like itching to fucking put it out yeah, this has it's been, been so long. long time coming man i'm really um, uh really proud of you but yeah like uh if not the end of february probably like mid-march or something nice it's like, like once spring, it's summer. done yeah yeah once it's done being mixed i'm like take it world oh, please beautiful. make me yeah uh, let me do this for my living <laughs> yeah yeah honestly man how exciting well yeah Thanks for uh, That's my plug. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for uh, telling me, you know, the origin story <laughs> and everything. You know, I, I know it's like super it. long-winded, but it's like no, I love it. Are you kidding me? I felt the build, and then I just saw it crumble before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a crushing, crushing moment. Yeah, <laughs> but they were over there getting like biting into lemons and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, after my set, I walked down to, and it was a sound healing thing, and there were like twenty people laying on the ground. And then out of the speakers was just like, <laughs> they're like, this is more our like, vibe. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> like you assholes. And like, I, that's what they went there for. Like they didn't come right. to listen to fucking like hardcore techno music or whatever, right, but right. those jerks that took my buttons didn't show Your up. Buttons, dude. <laughs> Give me my buttons back. <laughs> Uh, all right sir yeah thank you sir it's good to see you man i'm glad uh, i'm glad things are going well likewise yeah and happy new year too double still likewise doing. i'm still doing it. it's gonna be january 29th i'm gonna say happy new year i'm sorry i can't stop i mean why do you ever have to stop yeah february true. like come on march still year? a new year yeah it is <laughs> we made it dude until 2021 2020 is a new year oh my god yup <laughs> wow all right well we're gonna leave you with that signing off <laughs> yeah signing off <laughs> For the newest year. Well, what do you know? That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, comment, play loudly out of your car, tell a friend, graffiti, name on walls. All of it helps. It all helps, baby. And don't forget to check me out February 7th at the Crybaby Show in Brooklyn. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. All right. That is the show. not enlightened before this podcast.